0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Today's guest on iPodcast AGCMO is Bill Wagner. Bill is the vice president for SM Wilson and Bill is our immediate past chairman of the board, Bill has been on our board for a number of years and served as the chairman of the board in 2018. So, Bill, welcome aboard.
1: Thanks, son. Happy to be here.
0: Great to have you here. Well, Bill, you're getting ready to hang up the towel, I know.
1: Yes, first part of January. I'm going to call it quits and uh, retire and and, uh, relax a little bit.
0: So tell me how you got from where you started in the industry, how you came into the industry till January of 2020.
1: Sure. <clears throat> I started, I went to school up in Wisconsin, went to uh, UW-Stout and got a degree in construction management. Came down to the St. Louis area actually about almost 40 years ago and started for um, Fred Comer over at HBE Corporation and worked for Fred for um, for nearly 20 years. A lot of people started over there. A lot of people did. I think I was one of the few that uh, that left on my own accord uh, <laughs> after 20 years. But had an opportunity to do a number of things with with Fred. I was an engineer out on the um, on the East Coast. Worked in New York and Pennsylvania for a number of years. Uh, came back as as a chief engineer for the Midwest. Then worked as a regional manager, and then finally I was working in development. And I was the uh, vice president of development for probably my last uh, at least ten years there. Scott Wilson called me up after I had been at HP for about twenty years, and and asked me to come over and talk to him. And he had some ideas and had an opportunity to come in as part of an equity partner with, with Scott, and have been there now for the last 19 years. So Scott just called you out of the blue, huh? Uh, Fred Jekyll was over there. Fred's history uh, went through uh, HBE also. So uh, between between Fred and Scott, we had some conversations over a period of time, probably six months or so. and. And decided that that was the right move and said goodbye to HPE and a number of my friends over there and, and went on to Wilson and has, have been there since.
0: And you've worked on quite a few projects for Wilson since you've been there the last 19 <clears throat> years, haven't you?
1: I have done quite a few. Basically, the healthcare care division uh, in that unit uh, have done the majority of those jobs and been responsible for those. But also when I first started, there were there were a number of schools and a, and a, a few municipal, municipal buildings, pools, et cetera, that, that I did at the beginning. But basically since I've been there, it's been well over a billion dollars worth of health care work that we've done, yes.
0: that's And all local, or have you traveled around quite a bit?
1: Most of the hospital work itself has been here in the local communities. I say local as far as Indianapolis and Columbia and, and up to uh, Quincy. But uh, with the long-term care facilities and with the medical office buildings, we traveled around the country uh, with those groups as far as developers uh, out to the West Coast area, to Las Vegas, uh, to Phoenix, to Texas, to Indianapolis. So so we did travel around quite a bit with the uh, MOBs and the long-term care group.
0: You've been in the industry a long time, Bill. What are some of the changes that you've seen, and what are some of the changes you see ahead that really kind of give you pause for concern?
1: Well, the documentation, um, I will tell you one thing, that when I was with Fred Comer and HPE, they did put a very good set of documents together. So when you went out in the field to build something, you really had a good set of documents, and you forced your subcontractors to to do that work. I think it is a challenge in the industry to get a, a good complete set of documents today that are coordinated and we try to do that very much on the front end especially if we're involved in the pre-construction phase also in the industry though just the lack of uh, work workers that we have and the challenges that we have not only in the st louis market but as we travel across the country to get good workers and to get quality workers and and to really that they really care about the product that they're putting in place and uh, those are things that that are really challenging today in the industry
0: on that documents Side is that a lot of technology issues? Is that sort of the overuse of technology or relying on technology more than actual planning or what?
1: I think it's a combination of both. I think what happens is, you know, I guess I'm a little old school yet, and and those guys when they were doing the drawings and and they weren't working on the computers, they were looking at basically everything that was there and how to how to not only build when they're drawing it, they're looking at how to build a building. And I think uh, part of the challenge we have today is, as, as we look at the documents that are being produced, I'm not sure that that there is enough coordination really being forced and uh, and enough thought put into that. They're they're they've got a drawing open, they've got a specific floor they're working on that floor, and and then we've got to look at coordination between other floors and other things. And we have had some problems uh, with that coordination recently with documents.
0: So, do you see anything in the next? Five or ten years, it's going to fix either the documentation or the workforce issue.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I think the, the you know the challenge and what we're seeing in the industry is you're seeing more uh, C M deliveries than a design bid build, which is which causes some of the problems because you have gaps and and you create a an environment that is a little adversarial if uh, if you have that design bid build and you're only bidding what is on the documents, so. If you're involved from a CM standpoint and uh, you can do the pre-construction effort, you can fill some of those gaps in and that helps. And um, we're going to see more uh, design build in the industry. It's coming I came from that originally when I was at HP. We did all we did was design build, but that was 20 years ago. But it's coming back, and more and more people are are looking at uh, the design build industry for the general contractor and or the architect to take to take the lead on that. But be the, but ultimately be the responsible party. And uh, you're going to see more and more of that over the next five to 10.
0: And that years. whole document issue <clears throat> and delivery systems is really changing the
1: dynamic between the general and the sub. It has, although I think it's it's probably, it's, it really depends on the relationship that you have. And I, I guess now I'm, we're sort of rolling into why the AGC, I think that's probably the next thing and why I've been involved and so involved in the AGC maybe the last seven to eight years. I think at the end of the day, you build, construction's not easy. And I've said this a couple of years ago when we when we did a, a, a little video, I think. You're always gonna have challenges during your construction project. But if you have a relationship with your partners, with your subcontractors, with your architects, as you get to those challenges, they're challenges that you can deal with from the highest level, you know, from the CEO, from the president of that organization, you have a relationship. And when something comes up, you can pick up the phone and have a call, and you have a personal relationship with those people, and you have an opportunity then to solve those problems in a constructive way, instead of, uh, in some cases, you know, two project managers arguing over something in the field. It's it's much easier to sort of circumvent yourself into those situations, and say, look, here's the issue, we've got it. Here's what we have to do to deal with it, and let's move forward. You know, that's one of the reasons that I believe. Being involved with the AGC and and, and building those relationships with our subs, with our architects, and with our engineering partners is very important because you have an opportunity to work through issues and problems in a very professional way.
0: So at the end of the day, construction is really a team sport, and AGC is sort of an all-encompassing organization or association that can allow for all the different partners at least to sit in the same room and get to know each other
1: absolutely uh like i said it's it's you're having a drink with somebody you're having dinner with somebody and 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 you build a relationship uh some of these people that that i've been with on um on some of the committees i've been on with the you know for five or seven years and they're and they're competitors of ours but we get some best practices from each other we have some discussions back and forth and uh, you know i think there's it's truly been a benefit being involved in the agc
0: Well, tell me about what you're going to do after you hang it up. Are you going to totally check out of the industry? Are you going to be around?
1: Well, I'm going to take a deep breath first. I have uh, three grandchildren and a fourth one on the way in March. So Mary and I are heading down to Florida for at least a month. We'll do that and and come back for the uh, fourth grandchild. And probably then, uh, about that time, the weather will be getting a little bit nicer for some golf. But I think I'll still be involved somewhat in the industry. I've got too many friends in it just to completely walk away from it. I know I'm going to be having a glass of wine or dinner with a few people that, um, you know, I've gotten pretty close to over the past four or five years, six years with the AGC alone. But uh, I don't plan on really pursuing anything heavily. I I think I want to just take it easy and and take some slow steps and and, and relax.
0: What were some of your highlights that you had during your chairmanship or during your time on the board with AGC of Missouri?
1: Well, I think I've been able to be involved with at least two of our strategic plans. One of them right after we merged with uh, with AGC of Missouri and the AGC in St. Louis. So we had a retreat and and created that strategic plan through the merger process. Two and a half years after that, we thought three, but I guess two. after we did the math, it was two and a half years mm-hmm. after that. We then had another retreat. Uh, we felt we we met those goals that we created in that strategic plan, and now we have another strategic plan that is a, a year into its uh, its time frame with about two years left to go. And I think being involved in, in helping guide the organization with that strategic plan has probably been uh, probably been one of the top items that have been involved in.
0: And we really focused on advocacy. We really focused on membership. Yes. We really focused on trying to – solve this workforce issue. So those are some pretty important things that you were able to be a part of. Yes. Well, Bill, I can't count how many hours you dedicated to the association or how many days or how much time and effort you put in. So I think on behalf of all of our members of AGC of Missouri and on behalf of our staff, thank you so much, not just for the time, but for the commitment and the real honest dedication to working to make the industry a better place.
1: Well, thank you, Lynn. It's been a pleasure and uh, I've been enjoying my time on the board. Thanks
0: again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.